breaching the fault lines of today. Welcome to Reform This with Dr. Zudi Jasser on the Blaze Radio Network. Experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. This is Dr. Zudi Jasser. Welcome back to another segment this week of Reform This on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, We're looking at the latest attack at Ohio State University. And as America starts looking at possibly a little more common sense in the White House and approaching these things, or at least somebody who at least is paying attention to them, uh, I think it's important to start looking at the nuances and the obvious things that are staring us in the face and talk about them. And that's one of the things I think that we do on this program that you can't find anywhere else is Frank talk about Islam, about jihad, about the threat, especially the nonviolent threat, because that's something we can do something about, is the nonviolent threat that radicalizes. Once they become violent... You just got to eliminate those folks. They become military and police targets, homeland security targets when they start carrying knives and driving cars into crowds and plotting pressure cookers and suicide belts and other things. Those are military targets. You can't de-radicalize. You can't counter-radicalize that. But the underbelly, the supremacism of political Islam, that can be countered. And remember, in the, the, these attacks, ISIS and their Dabik magazine, Dabik was uh, with the center of what was to be the caliphate earlier this year, had a call to commit acts not only using weapons, but this time using non-typical weapons such as knives, and they called for the use of trucks. And on the cover of their magazine, they said, drive trucks into large crowds, either in malls or open-air parking lots or wherever there may be large crowds. And sure enough, on Bastille Day in Nice, France, an ISIS operative injured hundreds in killing tens and tens of innocent French as they were celebrating Bastille Day, the day of French independence. And then in October... In the magazine Romilla, another online ISIS publication named after Rome, which ISIS believes will become Muslim under their godforsaken caliphate that I hope 
becomes a footnote into history very soon. In that magazine, they then called for the use of knife slaughter and describe in in grim detail the pleasure they should have in stabbing individual innocents and that those are not innocents, they are kafir and, and or infidels or disbelievers of Islam. They called for attacks using knives and terror operations using the tip of the knife and justification for their brutality in their Rumiya magazine. They called them just terror acts, as in justice. They show trainers explaining how to commit these acts, and this was released by Sight Intelligence Group. Fast forward to November 28, 2000. 16, the Somali refugee who had brought over with him, I'm sure, a disdain for America and a disdain for the West, posts this on Facebook Monday morning. In the name of Allah, the most merciful and the most gracious, my brothers and sisters, I am sick and tired of seeing my fellow Muslim brothers and sisters being killed and tortured everywhere. Seeing my fellow Muslims being tortured, raped, and killed in Burma led to a boiling point. I can't take it anymore. Pause here a second. Did he not get Obama's eight years of footnotes that he was leaving and pulling out troops and had given Iraq to Iran and left virtually nobody in Afghanistan? And what are we doing? I don't know what he's talking about in Burma. Continue his Facebook post. America, stop interfering with other countries, especially the Muslim Ummah. Ummah means community or state. We are not weak. We are weak. Remember that. If you want us Muslims to stop carrying lone wolf attacks, then make peace with Dawla in al-Sham. Dawla in al-Sham is the state in Damascus, but Sham also means the state in the Levant or ISIL. Make a pact or a treaty with them where you promise to leave them alone, you and your fellow apostate allies. By Allah, we will not let you sleep unless you give peace to the Muslims. You will not celebrate or enjoy any holiday. So here's a warrior declaring why he is enlisting as a soldier against the enemies of his ideology in the West and laying out that there were acts of war committed in Burma and committed wherever he saw that the other attacks that he then felt he was a part of. He said, Every single Muslim who disapproves of my actions is a slipper cell, waiting for a signal. I'm warning you, O America. So he's saying even the Muslims that condemn his act are sleeper cells. Stop the killing of Muslims in Burma, he said. And a message to the Muslims, don't listen to celebrity scholars who sold their deen. I'm talking about Yasser Qadi, Omar Sulaiman, and the list goes on. Beware of Al-Maghrib Institute. Listen instead to our hero, Imam Anwar al-Awlaki. So it's fascinating that the, the, the Muslims he lists, I've talked about on this program before as being some of the more radical separatist Islamists in this country. But the difference is they work with Homeland Security, to my chagrin. They work against al-Qaeda 
because they are Islamists who are nonviolent, who believe, yes, I believe they hate this country. I believe that they don't believe in the Constitution as far as it would be if Muslims were a majority. They accept it as the law of the land. They're not anarchists. But I don't believe that Yasser Qadi, for example, who I talked about in the episode about Muhammad Ali months ago, who Yasser felt was his hero because he stood up and did not fight in the American military, and then how that defines that. This man, as a militant, considers Yasser Qadi an enemy, a celebrity imam. So note that he doesn't like him, didn't really get into the ideology, but doesn't like him because he cozies up to the West. And I don't think he cozies up if anyone listens to his sermons. He's very anti-Semitic, anti-Israel, anti-Western, anti-freedom, pro-Islamist, pro-Salafi pro-ideology that is all about the Islamic State nonsense. Yes, he condemns ISIS, he condemns the more fringe elements, but anyone who does any research on Yasser Qadi, Omar Suleiman, or others will find that these guys are simply like the internecine battles within the Islamists where the Muslim Brotherhood might hate Al-Qaeda, where the Muslim Brotherhood of Egypt condemns terrorism and separates itself from ISIS. We even saw when Muslim Brotherhood was running Egypt, they tried to separate themselves from Hamas, the terrorist organization that they directly hatched. And yet they worked with them and tried to pretend to be mediators with Israel, when in fact it's all from the same poisonous tree of political Islam and its supremacist Sharia state. Back to this radicals post let me as you, he says, let me as you this question, ask you this question, if the Muhammad peace and blessings upon him and his Sahaba were here today, wouldn't the Western media call them terrorists? To conclude by Allah, I'm willing to use a billion infidels in retribution. There's a lot to be learned here. He talks about the, the non-violent Islamists. He talks about the fact that he believes what he's doing is in the tradition of the Prophet, that the terror that he commits is what he believed the Prophet would do. So therefore, that narrative is not being countered. We're not flooding. The, the anti-terror message coming from most Muslim groups is just about the tactic. It's not about the concept, the state of mind, not only Islamic state, but state of mind of the radicals. And before that, Artan had been in the Lantern magazine of Ohio State University saying, I wanted to pray in the open, but I was kind of scared. And everything going on in the media, I'm a Muslim. It's not what the media portrays me to be. If people look at me, a Muslim praying, I don't know what they're going to think, what's going to happen, but I don't blame them. It's the media that put this picture in the head. Artan told reporter Kevin Stankowitz, and he goes on to talk about Islamophobia and the hate that exists by some Americans. 
And that Islamophobia term, I think, should be, <laughs> to use a, a, a leftist latest term, a trigger warning. When they bring it up, it should be, a, I think, a signal of radicalization. Because it feeds, it feeds into this mantra that somehow criticism of Islam, this, he's not talking about bigotry against Muslims, he's using the term Islamophobia, and this term has been adopted by the OIC lobby, as you and I have talked before, that lobby of billions of dollars from Saudi, Qatar, and other monarchies that don't want the West to start to counter the Islamist ideology. They use the term Islamophobia, and you notice the militants also use it because they want blasphemy laws, they want apostasy laws, they hate freedom and believe that the criticism of Islam is not because of the need for reform, but it's because of the hate and that human beings left to their own devices should not have that freedom, but should be forced under their boots of theocracy. And this is not just Artan, it's not just the Orlando radical Islamists, it's not just the San Bernardino terrorist of Sheen Malik, not just the Boston bombers. Behind them are thousands upon thousands of those that believe in the supremacism of the Sharia state. When we come back, I want to talk to you about, in the end here, the continued willful blindness of the left, solutions that we can see. And next week, the Muslim reform movement is entering into its second year. We have our one-year anniversary. We're trying to get a mass movement to begin. We're going to be using a software platform called Thunderclap. So I'd ask you to sign on. Go to my Twitter handle, at ReformThisRadio. And you'll see a, a link to it or go to my other Twitter handle of my personal Twitter account, Dr. Zudi Jasser, D-R-Z-U-H-D-I Jasser. And I will lead you to how to join us in this thunderclap on December 4th, 2016. Be one year from the initial declaration of the Muslim Reform Movement. This is Zudi Jasser and I'll be right back. Reform This with Dr. Zudi Jasser on the Blaze Radio Network.